think it was the government. Um, they're they're watching you because that one time that you talked about uh, child molesters, and now the NSA is now fucking blocking your whole signal. So I think that's that's probably. What it is. I think it's a good way to start. You know, child molesters. Don't you think? Don't you think it's a good good way to start the stream? Get everyone confused and and all that. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm just trying to come up with an explanation why the signal is blocked. <laughs> all right, so we're live uh, with 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 the with the dude basically we're live with the with the dude Aaron Lamonic ladies and gentlemen that's hello, that's the person everyone. here how are you doing buddy like I'm, I'm trying good. I'm just doing little changes here figuring things out and making sure shit works properly oh, there we go the, f the screen should be fixed every time I restart this application the screen kinda goes hellwire and you know um, I have to fix it. I have to fix it. Maybe, uh, maybe one day, when I'll be like having a producer, someone who just sits behind the console and do all the shit for me, <laughs> all the problems will go away. All the problems will go away. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you do need. I, I think you're you're at the level of um, you're at the level of famousness where I feel like an IT guy full time is warranted. <laughs> Um, no, I don't, I don't think yet. I don't think yet. I think, um, I need to be my own IT for a while. Um, it is what it is, you know, I'm just, you know, just, just have to deal. Just someone, sometimes you have to deal, you know, when you're stacking that chat and, and you're becoming the, you know, the king of the, the king of the Gouda and your mountain of cheddar is just growing and growing. You still kind of cling to it and, and you're, you know. There will be one moment in time where you know there's gonna be enough cheese, uh, so that I can start sharing with with other mice. So, I still think people don't understand when we talk about that. I still don't think people have caught on to what the hell we're talking about <laughs> because I get comments of like, very, like confusion, just a lot of confusion when we say stuff like that. But I feel like one day people might understand. Yeah, Where that's coming from. We just have to. Re it's it's like uh, one of those things. It's like with the lie, right? You just have to keep repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating, and eventually the lie goes away, or the lie becomes <laughs> <laughs> the lie. The lie becomes the truth. <laughs> a lot, a lot of careers. The lie goes away. <laughs> a, a lot, a lot of careers in Hollywood were started by that that method of just <laughs> bullshit, and then eventually the bullshit becomes real, and then yeah. that's it. That's that's it, dude. That's it. So for everyone who's joining us and doesn't know who Aaron Lamonic is, well, shame on you in the first place. I'm joking. Uh, Aaron, dude. So you've been here once with us, and uh, it's really nice to have you back. Obviously, we're gonna talk about the cheese and you know and all the other culinary uh, you know experiences, but also you know talk about art as well and um, see what people want to ask about and you know explore those subjects and maybe talk a little bit about education and you know there's 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 so many subjects we could go through um and for anyone who's you know listening just on a more uh, serious note and if, if we were goosing around and, and just being absolutely silly it's just like i me and aaron you know we go way back we know each other really well so it's kind of like this friendly talk, you know. Yeah, I'm sorry for my opening comment, by the way. That might have been uh, that might have been inappropriate, but I, I was. No, uh, it was absolutely appropriate. I think people missed uh, exactly why we were talking about it, and I'll maybe 
Maybe, maybe. What's going on here? What is this interference? I, I, I don't know what's going on. What was that? I don't know. Shit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that was that was where it started. That was weird. So really by the weird. way, I I actually did ask a serious question on on replying to the to your post about like, hey, is there anything that students want to hear me talk about, or is there any topics that are of interest? And all the shit that came out was like filth. Like someone cre- created a fake profile to ask me like if I've ever had sex with a man. And I was like, wow, you went to the extent to create some kind of fake profile to ask that question. And then that, that's that. And it, I, was, nah, that's- I, I, I just think it's you. I, I think you have that aura of, you know, that elusive aura of um, professionalism that kind of gutters, gathers all that, you know, uh, those questions that kind of like are are needed to be answered, really. I guess. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I, I didn't know that that needed to be answered, but but I appreciate the enthusiasm either way. If people are interested, then that's really, that's kind of all we're looking for here is that people are just interested in what we're doing. So, Yeah, they are. They are. And, um, dude, I think, I think I know what we should talk about. I think we should talk about the cheese. Are you seeing, are, are we recording my screen or am I just sketching stuff to, uh, yeah, we can see your screen, dude. Okay, good. Cause I was like, we can absolutely see what's going on and they can see my face and, it's funny, funny, I can take all the credit. Because <laughs> if you can't see my screen, I'm going to start drawing something different. <laughs> no, we can see your screen. We can also see my face from the camera, which makes it uh, really interesting because now I can basically claim that everything you're doing is mine. <laughs> you are quite a, quite a maniac, man. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. It's I think it's Illuminati. I think uh, they're on us. You're right. <laughs> All right. Uh, we, we should stop goofing around and, and talk about something really important. Um, I just want to let you know, guys, that you can always ask questions uh, during the stream. I'll be following the chat, making sure that you know most, if not all, the questions. Uh, are answered so by the way draw something really cool so it's not embarrassing <laughs> mm? so it's not embarrassing that i like because people might think uh it's me drawing and if you draw something embarrassing that'll be embarrassing for me <laughs> there you go no stop it stop it all right all right, all right. <laughs> I mean, you, should, uh, you if you hadn't said anything, everything would have been fine, but you said that, so there you go. Yeah. Dude, I want to talk about this subject, because it's going to be, I think, interesting, and I would love to hear uh, your opinion about it, and uh, I, I've mentioned this subject before, I think I was talking with David Levy, maybe, or... Um, or uh, art germ, and we just brushed brushed through it, uh, you know, a little bit. Um, but we never went to like the full length of the conversation about it. And the topic, I think, that could be interesting here would be the the starving artist. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. That's yeah, yeah. So, are, are you a starving artist, dude? Do you starve? No, no. Um, I wouldn't fit into that category. But I, I have a <laughs> lot of thoughts on on. Um... Just careers in general, like it's a hard thing, man, for artists to have yeah. you know, to build careers. So I, I've thought a lot about it in my classes. I talk a lot about it, and so yeah, we can talk. If you're serious, if that's what you really want to talk about, yeah, I'm yeah, down, uh, absolutely, yeah, let's let's do this. Um, I'm 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 absolutely serious. Uh, 
to talk about it. It's it's I'm not really prepared for this conversation. It's like it's not like I have a notes in front of me like, hmm, this is what the uh questions I'm going to ask you. Nor like a producer in my ear saying like, dude, you have to say this. Um I'm just gonna like, you know, come up with what I think is uh interesting and important. And maybe maybe we could like roll into the subject with with an intent, so it's not like all over the place and all random. Um, you, where did the art journey start for you? Let's start with that. Like, where what was the time? Where was the moment where you like? I want to I want to become an artist. W was there any moment of time that th this happened? Well, for I mean, for me, it's kind of a unique situation because I I grew up in a house where my dad. Uh, worked in in film mm -hmm. since the 70s you know, on the music side not on the art side but on the music side and my mom is a designer and has worked for a lot of people for a lot of years design doing landscape design jewelry design she's just overall like a designer but her, she's a contractor so she understands the business side of being a designer and she runs she ran a, a jewelry gold she's a goldsmith and runs a a jewelry design studio Mm -hmm. since like since forever since like yeah probably the 70s as well so for me the encouragement to become a designer it was never like a question of whether or not there are jobs mm -hmm. in the art field where so i i can't say that i like figured that out for myself my parents always told me like what, ever since i was a little kid like oh you're gonna be an artist because this is what you gotcha. gravit you gravitate towards this and so you you should do this not Aaron, you're not going to, you know, you'll never make any money doing this. You should go to law school instead, like your cousin or whatever. I'm like, no, that be competitive in school, just academically, just because, again, my parents encouraged me just because you think you're going to be an artist doesn't mean you shouldn't do well in school. But at the right. same time, you should pursue art as if you were going into med school. Like it should be that serious for you. Yeah. And if you do, you'll be fine. That's it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I was, I'm coming from like an absolute opposite camp where, you know, um, my, my parents didn't know better. They're just like, uh, you know, the circumstances I was coming from was that, uh, especially outside of US and especially outside of California, you know, California, um, you know, with the film industry and the art center, uh, even in like 80s or 90s, uh, it, it, it didn't feel like art is something that you would be wasting your time on. Uh, whereas if you would be, let's say, anywhere in Europe, uh, maybe, I, I don't know how it was in France. I, I felt always like France and some of the European countries felt like they are more artistically driven. France always, when I was thinking about France, for instance, I was always thinking like, oh, comic books, because like the best comic comics I was reading at the time were coming from fans basically uh, so I would always look into this that way but you know for and I think I can relate to quite a lot of people here is that you know you might not have parents that are gonna say like hey yeah go go ahead and become an artist because you know it's it's a good you can make you can make a decent decent living out of it my parents didn't know better they felt like you have to work in a bank or you know, or in a store, or do something like that to sort of, you know, get by and, and, and live about. And, you know, if you become an artist, um, you're going to be one of those, you know, wearing like stupid hats and, and trying to go to galleries and, you know, making fool of yourself and and not really, <laughs> really making any art and just starving. You know, that's I think that's where the 
the the word starving artist come from i think it's more related to uh to like fine arts wouldn't you agree yeah it, it well it, i think it really you the thing is here's the thing is that you can be successful in the arts in fine any, arts too right in, in fine arts too and some yeah. of my friends that i went to art center with are successful doing fine art but the thing is is that it's a, depending on it's really just about your own research do you know enough about that field to to have the confidence to know that you know how to go into it and attack it in that way so i guess my thoughts on that are that you know when people people like a lot of performing artists about my confusion and and the time that i was in school wasn't nearly as clear of how to go about right. being a professional artist as we have now now it really isn't that confusing in terms of what jobs you can have. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. I, I knew I wanted to be an artist, but there were a lot of people that I went to school with that quote unquote knew they were going to be artists, but also didn't become successful artists because they just didn't have the right focus. You know? right. And I think that's a lot of it too. And you went to Art Center, right? Yeah, I did. Uh, and where did, when did you start like going serious about art? Was it in the high school or earlier than that? I did... I did quite a bit of, you know, just my own art as a kid, but I wasn't serious about it until high school. Okay. All right. And did you take like art classes in high school or like what was your approach? In high school, yeah, we had a not a great art department, but an okay art department. Some people went to art high school in LA, which is a crazy thing. And my buddy Jared Morantz went to this school. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he, we went to Art Center together. But before we went to Art Center, he went to a school called LOXA, which was an LA County uh, high school for the arts, which is badass because it's like, if they get funding, I don't remember, I don't know exactly how they get their funding, but mm -hmm. they, they, it's a high school for people that already know they want to be artists. And so they have right. their, uh, they have their, um, Accredit they're accredited to give a high school degree, so you take academics, but when you go to school, everything you do is focused around the arts, and how cool does that sound for a high school student, you know, that yeah. most kids don't enjoy high school, um, that at least the ones that, that aren't like the party animal football player kind of people, the people that want to be um, in the arts or things like that, and the sciences, they're not usually partying and, and enjoying the experience, they're usually like, this is a very uncomfortable experience, I've never felt... And then, this is myself included, never felt really like I'm a part of anything. I feel mm -hmm. like an outcast in a way because um, I don't get, I don't really relate to any of these people. But imagine an environment where you do relate to everyone because everyone understands what you're about, you know, right. being an artist. So was it, was it like a good experience for Jared? I mean, we're going to have Jared uh, on one of the future art cafes. I already spoke with him. Yeah. So, yay. Um, yeah, but yeah he's super awesome but i'm just curious like because i'll tell you this so for instance when i was thinking uh about arts and my first my first thing was oh like be becoming an artist means fine art you know drawing with pencils and having gallery shows and selling artworks that was my sort of like the first thought about what uh, you know being an artist means yeah uh and it wasn't until i saw like um uh commercial on tv or was i i i think i remember it cre clearly when i saw oh it was like um 
a presentation and sort of like a small making of of um, Tom McBeginski's Cathedral, Cathedral, which oh, was yeah. No, yeah, which was nominated for Academy Award, and I was like, "What is this sorcery? What is yeah. this? Oh this no!" Crazy artist, man. God, just one of the most insane. Oh, you, I think ever. you're thinking Bekshinsky. I'm, I'm talking about uh, 3D artist uh, Baginsky. Oh, uh, sorry, I thought yeah. you said Bekshinsky. Oh, Bekshinsky, yeah, Bekshinsky was he, he got killed, uh, unfortunately. Um, yeah, Bekshinsky is fucking insane. Was insane. Uh, anyways, but but my 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 first line of thought was like, all right, I'm gonna make a portfolio. I'm gonna apply to like a local art school or you know um, one of those art schools that teach you like the traditional sort of fine arts way, and that's it. Like that's how my life is going to turn out to be, right? Mm-hmm. Like no, absolutely no idea whatsoever. And um, we didn't have resources like Facebook, uh, YouTube, anything like that. So like all of those things, you kind of had to figure out. And what was so I'm, I'm telling this because it was surprising to me when I was talking to um, when I was talking to Nick uh, Nick Jindra, who's our colleague. Um, Who, who's that? Who's Nick Jindra? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a real sexy bastard. It sounds like a beef castle with like extra extra volume on the on the on pecs. Yeah. What did you say? Like- yeah, it's kind of like um, if Mario Lopez had a child with <laughs> Taylor Lautner, it would basically be Nick Chandra. Exactly. That's, that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. He's, he's a daywalker. Yeah. He's yes. He he is a true definition of beef castle. Yeah. He's a, he's he's a, a beef castle on Taco Bell, on Taco Bell diet that makes him look like a beef castle, regardless. In in 2018, we're going to be releasing a Naughty Dog calendar, uh, calendar for sale, and I think Nick's going to probably be on the cover. I'm know? pretty sure he would be on the cover. I, I'm pretty I, if if he wouldn't, I would be surprised. I would be yeah. literally surprised. Um, but anyway, so when I was talking to Nick, he said like, "Dude, like in those places, like when you go to like those high schools and and some of those like regular schools, uh, like colleges for arts, even here, even today." A lot of students are confused, like, what, what, you know, where, where are they going with this, you know? Yeah. So, I'm just curious, because, like, it's one thing to say, like, yeah, just draw a lot and become an artist and you will make it, you know? That's, like, the shittiest advice you can get. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but let's say, let's say you, you are one of those students, you know? You, you may not heard about, you know, ArtStation or you, you don't care or... You know, you, you are basically trying to figure out what arts is about. Because one thing um, for, I mean, majority of people that listen to us right now, they already kind of understand the the industry. But it can be confusing, especially if you have no idea whatsoever, right? Let's say you want to become a musician, right? Or like a guitar player. Like your first line of thought is going to be, let's look for like courses and schools that teach you how to play guitar sort of way. And yeah. I think I think for a lot of people, it is the same with arts. Like, oh, I'll find a like I'll Google art school, and then whatever comes up first, that probably means it's a good stuff, you know? Yeah, exactly. So I'm just curious, like, what is your what what is your thinking process, or what if you if someone would if you would meet a student that kind of like has this uh, way of thinking, how would you 
direct him on the right path. Like if he, if you would, if his um, idea would be to become an artist, like not necessarily fine artist, because that's a different route, but let's say artist in entertainment design or even even industrial design, you know. Well, okay, there there's a lot. What's going on here? I'm getting lag in Photoshop. That's probably because of the screen capture shit. But um, okay, a couple things. Number one, I would ask the person, how do how would you describe yourself? Like, what kind of what kind of person are you? Do you like working with other people, or do you not really like working with people? Do you see yourself in like a in a business kind of setting, or do you see yourself more kind of as a lone wolf kind of doing your own thing, more like how a fine artist is. And there are people in entertainment that absolutely should not be in a studio ever. Right. Like their personality and the way they are. Like different. myself. No, I think you were great. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that. I think you could go either way. I think you like your freedom and you like to have your, your everything set up the way you have it set up. And that's great. I'm but just, I think you, I'm just but really I'm, gnarly. When I'm in the studio. Oh well, I mean, okay. In, as far as inappropriate behavior, I feel like yeah, that's. But I feel like we kind of brought that out of you. I think that's almost All our right. fault. That's our fault as much as it's your fault. Fair enough. Encouraging that behavior. That's like <laughs> our culture at at the studio. So that's kind of just whatever. Um, we're just having a good time. We're not trying to hurt yeah. anyone's feelings or be dicks, but we 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 mess with each other in a way that makes yeah. the work environment more fun. But I think. I think some people just shouldn't ever do that. So I would, I would be more interested to know how they describe themselves and how they feel about working in a business or a, any kind of studio environment versus working on their own. If someone decided that they felt like being a freelancer was more in their interest, then I would advise them totally differently than I would if they wanted to be in a studio. If someone wants to be a freelancer and they kind of want to work on their own, a very large part to getting jobs as a freelancer, as you know, is like exposure to social media. That's 2017. That's not, you know, 2003 or 2004 when you and I started. Yeah. This is today. Back then, there was nothing like that. There was no, um, there was no Instagram following. There was no Facebook following. Ten thousand followers, twenty thousand followers, whatever. There was none of that. It was you either know somebody or you can get an introduction to somebody, or you can't. Or, yeah. you know, you could try and message people, but how would you even message people? You, don't, you didn't even know how to get in contact with, uh, oh, I don't know, I, I want to I work at ILM. I'm going to email Ryan Church. No, you're not. You don't, you, how would you do that? You, there's no way to even do that. So, Well, you can find his email, I'm pretty, pretty sure, on his website. The no, grant, grant that he's probably not going to reply. Back then, it wasn't like that, though. Oh, you yeah, you're, you're right. You were talking back back then. Yeah, I'm talking right. about you're back right. then. You could so send now, a pigeon. You could, send, you could send a pigeon or an owl. We're talking about Hogwarts. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, nowadays, it's a totally different ballgame. And I do have people who's, you know, the people that get asked me a question of, like, how to get started. And it's actually a lot easier to answer that question now. So it's kind of like... If you want to be a freelancer, you need to get exposure and be posting shit all the time, all the time, all the time. Not, but not stuff, <clears throat> not anything that you think isn't comparable to like the studio that you want to work at. If you know that you're like a year away from or two years away from even being close to the kind of stuff they do, then I feel like applying is kind, 
is not necessarily good use of your time because they're just going to say no if you're not even close to the skill level right. of what they're doing. But it's nice to be able to know that you can extend that, you know, you can actually extend a hand and, and start talking to these people online, send someone your stuff and say, hey, what's up, man? I'm really, really big fan. Would you mind looking at my stuff for a minute and give me a couple, you know, a, a couple words of feedback? Sometimes people will, sometimes they won't, but at least you can. At least you can yeah, do that. Keep trying. Know? I wouldn't. Yeah, it's you know, a lot of artists usually are very busy, and especially popular artists will become busier, busier, and busier, and they get those messages all the time. Yeah. Uh, but keep. Like, I would say try it. Try all the time. Just don't spam someone. Like if someone doesn't reply, it's like, oh, this asshole. <laughs> yeah. Um, just keep trying, and there's going to be one person that will reply. You know, it used to be easier actually back in the days to get feedback when you were on forums, right? Because you right. would post something, and then you would actually there was like a sort of this different dynamic where people would be just posting back and forth, and um, and you would actually sometimes stumble upon like a good feedback, right? Yeah. Um, but nowadays it's like with Facebook and social media, everything is just snappy, snappy, really quick. Um, you know, people just don't care. Like an image that you posted yesterday or two days ago, it's like it kind of goes away, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's tough. That is a tough one. But the fact that everybody can see it, everybody, they're like, oh, you know what? I just yeah. saw this thing on Facebook yesterday that looks like the thing that yeah. I'm just I'm not saying me. I'm saying if that could happen, where someone says. Oh, I just saw this guy yesterday. Stuff looks just like the thing that we're trying to do on this project. Yeah. And we have one of the producers hit him up and see if the, the, he or she is available to work on the project. That never used to happen, where thousands of images are being put up and people have the ability to see it. Yeah. The market's flooded as fuck, but that doesn't matter if you are staying relevant and you're trying to do stuff that that targets a certain studio or a place that you want to work. Like You can still... You can still uh, try and target those people and and do stuff that you think they would like, you know. Yeah. What would you do if you know for whatever reason you t you, you give it advice to an artist and his answer would be like, could you eat twenty five twenty five raw oysters in an hour? Oh my God! Who did you did you talk to these dudes about this shit? Because this is exactly what we were talking about the other day. This is my challenge, by the way, everybody. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna eat like. Please do. I'm gonna eat like 25 oysters. Like, I don't know. There was a person that asked me this question, and it was like very, very weird. I, I, I mean, I, for whatever reason, I started getting like interferences. Like, we will eat 25 oysters right now. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's, what's going on here? I don't understand. It's your alter ego, man. It's like <laughs> the dark voices inside your head. Um, no, I agree with you 100. Uh, just keep posting and and keep asking people um but just be be like you know imagine that if you're if, especially if you're reaching out to uh like your favorite artist or something and he he doesn't reply there might be several reasons why that why that happens just don't get don't get upset uh keep trying don't don't spam cuz that's like the worst thing you can do like imagine you would have imagine you have a friend that is just constantly Texting you, hey man, can you help me? Hey man, can you help? Hey, hey, hey man, can you? Hey man, can you help me? Yeah. Like, fuck this, this guy again. Like, don't be that person. Like, obviously. Um, I would kind of roll it back a little bit, uh, and to a point where, you know, let's say you're a shitty artist. <laughs> yeah. 
let's start with that. You're a shitty artist that think that you know you you're a shitty artist and you think you're a good artist. You know, uh, you know that happens often, right? And sometimes sometimes <laughs> it's just ego, um, and sometimes it is just like lack of knowledge and maybe lack of research. You know, um, I would say when that happens, just you know, my advice is when you when you meet. <laughs> It's hard to tell, but go on, go on, let's say, go on uh, ArtStation. Just go there and look at the images that are on the front page and compare your work to it. Like, honestly, compare your work. And if you you still think like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm the shit, just ask your friend what he thinks or ask a random person what that person thinks about this artwork versus, you know, any of the of the artworks that are on the front page. If the answer is, if the answer isn't, yeah, it's holding up. It's actually pretty good. You should you should post it there. If the answer isn't that, then just keep working on your art. Just just you know, dug down deep, um, and just keep working. Just put those hours in. Take some tutorials. Watch some material, and you know, probably punch your ego in the balls like really hard, and just keep working. I would say you know. Um, that was funny when I was talking to Nick and Aton, like how many, how many students that they meet, uh, they were meeting were like, just like this, or even uh, talking with Chatty, like he, he would say the same thing. There's a lot of students that just think that they are the shit, uh, but they aren't. And they get like really surprised when they finish, uh, you know, college, they get out. It's like, where's my work? Where, why am I not getting work? I go to papers. You know what I mean? Um, so just sort of like a quick rollback, because I mean we, we want to continue on the conversation. But I just want to make sure that everyone should be aware that even even if you feel you're good, you should sort sort of like stop in a place and and really think what you're saying. Because like if you think you're good, um, it, maybe if you are, maybe if if you're really you know really good artist and you already have work and all that stuff. Um, if you don't keep progressing and learning, like if you if you're not a student, you'll fall off the tracks real quick, like real quick. A few years from now, you might be looking for work again because you're already sort of like irrelevant, right? Yeah. No, that's that's the whole thing. Is that the I think, and you know what? I think people that have that mentality that um, that they are that good and all this other stuff, and only people who haven't been humbled by someone. And guess what? No matter how good you are, there's someone who can make you look real stupid because they're so good at what they do. And nobody yeah. is good at everything. Nobody, no matter how good they are at any one thing, they can look real stupid at something else. So it's just a better, it's overall just a way better idea to not be that way. And I don't give a fuck how many followers you have. I don't care how many likes you get. None of that stuff really, I mean, it, it, it means a lot in terms of your exposure. So I'm not discrediting that. It's very important for your exposure yeah. and for people to see your stuff. That's a very important tool for us these days. But that doesn't mean that you have an entitlement that you get to act like you deserve anything. No, all. you don't. You absolutely don't. And even if you're, even if you're a professional artist and you've been doing this, for years and you have this awesome job you say you work at naughty dog even right you still have to pull yourself to be the best you know because not only you that's what you're hired for 
to be the best and you know and and really perform but it's just the industry is changing so much you kind of want to stay on top of the game and, and really follow up on like hey 3d is a big thing now so let's actually start doing that a little bit you know even if you're if you're not just doing it full-time just start learning it and it's um, fun it's fun to do that it should be fun to learn yeah. new stuff if it's not fun why are you doing this at all like what you know that's what i want it's the curiosity right it's that it's that desire to know more and 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 just learn new things constantly and constantly. It's, it's just like you're not being stuck in this one place that you re really feel feel comfortable about, you know. Um, Tim Ferriss has this um, interesting um, approach, uh, which is kind of related, but every day he does this uh, two and a half minute appreciation of life, where he uh, he's sort of like. All right, here, here is where I am. Um, I love it. It could have been worse, right? Way worse. And when shit hits the fan, I'm going to be prepared because I know, like, you know, I'm already sort of admitting that my life is pretty good, no, regardless of what's going on, right? Uh, but he also says that you kind of want to be this person that, you know, strives for improving, constantly improving, you know, finding ways to you know, not really get into that situation where uh, shit hits the fan, you know, especially if you have a way to um, control it. Because there's like two, there's there are aspects of life you can control and aspects of life that you can completely, like there's no way you're going to control them, right? If you're going to be in an accident, like, there's probably no way to avoid it, especially if you have like an asshole driver that just kind of rams into you. That happens a lot, you know? Yeah. There's no way to avoid it sometimes. It's just a human element to it, but um, but yeah, uh, Dante asked like, uh, how do you, what? I guess I'm just gonna reread it. Uh, what would you do not to get stuck in that fine arts mentality? And I think it's a, a really interesting question because it's really easy to do. Like, it's really easy to fall a victim of, uh, you know, someone who's really ill-informed, like a professor at you know, like a shitty school. Who just constantly barrage you with sh like fucking retarded information, basically, right? Yeah, that happens all the time, I, I think. Don't you think? But here, here's the thing about that. That one's real easy. What I always tell people about: okay, great. Are they working on something cool? Like, are they working on a real, like, a big project right now? Like, not not because... being a teacher, working like working on, like, in the actual industry that they teach in. Right. Yeah. Do you have? Do they, are are they currently involved in the industry that they're trying to talk about, or are they talking about something from ten years ago, or twenty years ago, or thirty years ago, or whatever? Yeah. That's number one. And number two, does that information they're giving you does that line up, or are there any consistencies with anything else that anyone else is saying? So, if it's one thing, if it's just, um, you know, if if it's kind of like, yeah, it's it's. So, sort of similar to what this other person said, but it's a little different. It's another thing if it's like, whoa, shit, I've never heard that before. That sounds really depressing. Guess what? <laughs> Pe people that are having a good time, they usually don't tell you really depressing stories. They're usually like, you know what? There was this director. It was really hard. You know, the, he was kind of a dick. It wasn't cool. But, but, you know, you move on and then you get other good projects. Anyone who says, tells you something like, oh, the industry is so bad. There's no work out there right now. Like, this is... You're all gonna, you know, you're, none of you guys are gonna really get work. You should, you know, or whatever, or something that just sounds fishy. Like, 
yeah, def- definitely those people aren't, that's because they're not successful. That's why they're saying stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Generally speaking, people don't have those experiences that are, that are doing well. I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad about any individuals, but I myself have gotten bad advice from people. And later I learned like, what a fucking, what a waste of time because yeah. they were spitting poison to very, in, very easily influenced young people who are, are, who are, are excited to do this. And a lot of people will vent out their bad experiences on students and tell them shit and pretend like that's the way it is. And then now these people get a bad attitude about the industry or about yeah. careers and all because some douchebag told them something because they had a bad experience. That's the thing to look out for. Yeah, if you have a person that says like everything is just shitty, um, not everything, maybe you are. Maybe that's that's why everything is shitty for you. Uh, it depends. Like some people can be um, really great artists, but but really unlucky with the projects or you know uh, where they ended up uh, at. Like that happens too. Like you might be just so unlucky. You work with this one client that kind of fucks you over, and then you work with another one that kind of does the same thing. Maybe. Maybe when that happens, you should ask yourself a question like, am I judging a character in the, in the proper way? You know, why am I getting in those situations all the time? It, it cannot be just, you know, it cannot be just the, the whole world is shitty and I'm great. And, you know, that's why um, there's usually something like look at yourself first. Um, the bad advice can be the can be really, you know, steering you away from the industry i think uh you 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 put the nail in the coffin saying that yeah kind of look at what people are generally saying and if the the shit doesn't align something's wrong like something is completely wrong i I can guarantee that if you go to like an art school with 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 one of those fine arts or whatever teachers that will just be you have to learn how to use pencils because otherwise you will never work in as an artist you know and you have to do this and that. like if they have this sort of like very commanding uh, m- manner of explaining how the industry works, but yet they haven't done any industry work. Let's say, ask a question. Hey, is, is my is my you know prospective teacher ever worked on any film or game, or recently over the last five years? And if if the answer is no, then you you should probably if you want to work in the entertainment industry, that, that should be a a red flag for you, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the one of the advices that I could g- give personally uh, is look at your favorite art. Like, let's say you you let's say you love um, Avengers and 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 Marvel films, right? Let's let's start with with that predicament. Like, I love Marvel films, and look at who look at art of marvel films right it's easy to google who's who's an artist that work on those films mm-hmm. and try to find out all right so there's a bunch of artists that worked on those films is any of those artists teaching maybe not you know maybe yes maybe not if if any of those artists have friends that do awesome art and they are teaching cuz one of the things that i've noticed that will you know, not all artists are great teachers, I would say, but good artists will give you good advice in, in most cases. If, if if there's a good artist that has a good job, uh, works for different clients and is constantly trying to improve and get better and, you know, you can see that th- that's a person that's progressing and 
his style is is getting better. His you know quality of work is getting better. It's it's a person that doesn't have like a huge ego issues. That's usually a sort of like a good um, starting point to at least know. All right, so at least sort of like a, maybe a business advice from that person will be worthwhile to listen to. You know, but when you have like this. One of those schmucks that work in the fucking <laughs> in the, in those schools where it's just like some old fart that's like eighty year old, never never worked on any game or film, and he's like, "Games are shitty. Like you can never make money working there. Like fucking get the fuck out." Yeah, of course not. Yeah. Of course they're gonna say that because yeah. they never did anything. If they were to tell you like, "Oh, well, you shouldn't go to law school because you can make more money doing this shit," like no one would believe you, but. There are people that would absolutely say that, and those yeah. are, yes, but so, no, you're totally right. You are totally right, and that's the thing. So, like, let's just say, like, you, you had a, a person, like, um, you had a person, like, a, some famous artist that you really liked, but they're not teaching any classes. Um, yeah, that's a really good point. Look at the other people they work with and, and their friends, people that maybe are teaching, and even if those people aren't teaching, what you could still do is just kind of try and get a little bit of information on where they went and what they did. Exactly. You know, on, on their website, on a bio, look up uh, Jamie Jones, bio, whatever. I'm sure you could find some information. I don't know the information myself. For, for example, I don't know his information, but I guarantee you if you were to look, you could find some idea of how he ended up getting to where he is in terms of drawing, painting, traditional painting, figure drawing, whatever he was doing, he was doing stuff probably like that. Mm -hmm. And then you start from there, and then you can kind of decide, like, what sounds like a good idea to you, you know, like, what sounds like that would work for you. At least, that's what I think. That's the way I would go about it nowadays. Or sign up for learning squirt classes. <laughs> what the Ooh, hell? That sounded Jesus. That's that was diabolical. diabolical. I, I don't know what sure, those dude. interference. I I have to really check my my hardware. Something's something's not right. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I agree. I think there's something going on. There. <laughs> uh, but I agree with you 100. Um, you know, and one thing I, I would even want to add to this is, um, always have a mindset that you like always research. Try to find like different point of view. Uh, don't, don't have the, just, just this one person, especially if the, the person has like very weak credentials, like something should, that should be a red flag for you. If the person doesn't work in the industry anymore, that should be a red flag for you. Um, I've and, seen people dude who their credentials look like they've worked on a lot of stuff, but it's totally made up. Yeah. That's a, I don't know what to do about that. I've well, seen people, we, it's I know very easy. It's very easy. Open up, like try to find what kind of work they do. Look at their artwork and then open ArtStation, like <laughs> fucking or DeviantArt even, and look at some of the good work. ArtStation is probably a better example. And look at the work that is, you know, on the front page. And if it doesn't hold up, then you know that person is a bullshit artist, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's as easy as that. Um, but always having like different points of view. Um, looking at um looking at like different ideas searching internet because like right now google and internet like even facebook there's so much knowledge that comes out of it uh even going on uh youtube you can find a lot of really good youtube channels where people teach for free they will you know 
make short tutorials and show you what, how they do the work. You can look them up. Like, don't, it's like this sort of, like I'm kind of all over the place, but what I'm trying to say is like, it's very easy to sort of like settle and be lazy about it. And like, oh, like this teacher told me, so it's probably true. Um, it's like this mentality of reading headlines and ignoring the context or content, you know? Like people yeah. read headlines and they don't know what the, t what the article is about and they jump to the conclusion and start yelling. Like, yeah. did you actually read the article? No? So shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> you know what very, I mean? Very, very true, man. Very true. Um, I agree totally. So try to find, um, you know, more context to what's going on. If you have a teacher that's telling you, like, you know, art is terrible place, well, then why you're teaching art in the first place, you know? <laughs> that's a really good. That's a great. I, I wish I had known. I wish I had known to ask that question when I heard that in school. I would have said like, "Dude, well then I'm walking out of this class because you clearly don't know what you're talking about." Yeah. Why? Why are you here? What are you? What are you doing? Just to poison the well? Yeah, exactly. And I would say this, and I, it's not going to be a controversy. I think any artist that I know will say, "Yep, you're right," and I, I I'm, I'm really really certain about it if you are in a university college or any you know institution that is teaching you how to become an artist and that and your teachers or any of your teachers aren't people that work in the industry quit yeah that's it dude that's it quit. so simple because here's why nobody gives a fuck about your papers nobody gives a fuck what kind of school you finished? No. Nope. Nobody cares. It, it, when you apply for a job, if you're a banker or if you are um, a medical student, right? If you want to become a doctor, yeah, it's pretty obvious. You kind of want to go through proper, um, you know, schooling so you know how to help people because you had like a professional training. In arts, what speaks for you is your work. And your work only if your work sucks no matter how good credentials you're gonna have you might have i don't know fucking i don't know james cameron uh be your good friend and he's gonna write you he will probably never do that i'm pretty sure he would never do that uh write you a letter like this is the most amazing artist i ever worked with if that letter is attached to a work that looks like absolute garbage it's it's pretty much granted nobody will hire you you know yeah uh, so it's, it, it really doesn't matter what kind of school you finish. It doesn't matter, um, if you have bachelor degree, uh, or anything like that. It, nope. The only place it matters is the immigration office. If you're outside of us and you really, really want to live in the United States and still you can go around it with just being a great artist, like well, just you, by, by you just working that one. Yeah, I, I have no uh, proper uh, education whatsoever. And yet I'm a teacher. Huh, figure that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it's just like a lot of artists that I know have no edu education whatsoever. They've never done any art schools or, or anything like that. If you're lucky, if you have money and you, know, you really want to do it, go to Art Center. That's a really good school. There's two or three more schools maybe in U.S. that will have a certain degree of uh of you know relevance in the industry but that's about it but even um, that nowadays man even that is get for the price for right the price like so for just just for a point of reference 
and I'm not gonna, I don't want to like bash Art Center or anything. I personally, for me, Art Center was that was the place to go at the time. That was the of illustration course. school. That was the and it, like it, there wasn't even an entertainment program. There was no such thing. We were kind of the guinea pigs, you know, art class like me and Kang and Steve Messing and Ryan Minerding, and that was like my class. Like there was no entertainment anything. People were still trying to figure out what digital painting even was, and a few of those guys like. They were all doing it, you know, of course. We were doing it, but it wasn't, like, a big thing yet. Like, like there were classes about all the entertainment design stuff that we would want to learn. Yeah. But, you know, so that was the place to go. That, at the time, tuition was 11500 a term. And Damn. now, it's roughly 20000 a term. What the fuck? That's no joke, man. This is what it is. <laughs> so... Just think about that. If you're going to do that, and here, here's the thing with all that. You know, if you go to law school, you go to med school, you have to. You have to. Yeah, and you have no other up, choice. You're going to end up with 100000 to $200,000 in debt if you go to those kinds of schools. And that's fine if you end up making a lot of money. You're going to, yeah. pay, the, you're going to pay the loans off, as you know. You know, if you had a couple hundred thousand dollars in debt, you, would pay, you probably would have already paid it off, and that would have been that. And you would have been grateful that you went. But... If you have other options, it's at least worth it to explore those other options and think for yourself and don't yeah. just go just because someone tells you that's the place to go when you have other options. Now you do. Exactly. Like that's if all someone I'm someone tells you even if shit, even if I'm telling you drop out, you know, hey, like maybe your life is different. Maybe there's certain circumstances that may work out for you in that specific school whatsoever, right? But Like, what I'm trying to say is uh, try to gain perspective and try to listen to different point of, points of view. And usually a point of view of a person that works in the industry is probably going to be more worth it than a point of view of someone who claims they're the shit but they've never worked on a project or they've worked on some projects 20 years ago, right? Or 10 yeah. years ago even. Like, yes. that's just like work 10 years ago is, was so much different than now. Like, yeah. Oh my God! Like this, if you go, do do yourself a favor. Go on the Cjun forums. It's I think it's forums dot s i g j u n dot org, uh, or look it up, uh, and go on the concept. Uh, it's speed painting, speed painting thread, and look at what kind of work was posted in two thousand four or five. Uh, there's still there should be still some images that are still up there. And you'll be like, what is this fucking garbage, you know? Except for Dylan Cole. Somehow he was well, good as yeah, fuck Dylan... in 2005 and nobody else was nearly as good. <laughs> Dylan and um, Craig, obviously. Um, they were using 3D like maniacs Craig already. And and nobody yeah. even knew what they were doing. Everyone was like, how are they doing this crazy shit? And they were doing sick renders back then. That's how they were doing it. Yeah. But, I mean, go and look at the average images. It's just like, what is this garbage? And then again, like, um, I've been saying art station so many times, but like for reals, it's, it's, you know, the quality of work that comes out of it. I'm just, I, I like to look at that, at that, at that page, you know, that site. Uh, there's a lot of good artists over there, but it, you go there and look at an average plug, um, you know, or average trending artwork. And it's just like miles ahead of what it was 10 years ago. So if yeah. someone is claiming like, yeah, I've been working in the industry, I have this fucking amazing credits, 
that you know you could list on two pages because I worked on so many projects. Uh, yeah, that's fine, but that was like ten years ago, man. I was like, I, I, you know, nobody works in pencils anymore, so I think you should kind of shut the fuck up. Um, so that's what I'm saying, you know. Um, Except just, for Ian McKay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have those <laughs> those unicorns, you know, <laughs> yeah. that kind of like defy any rules. Any rules. Yes, they do. Uh, or if even you're that like, good, yeah. Can. Another one is Ed Nadavidad. Natividad, yeah. Fuck. I always super good. Ed, if you're listening to this, I doubt you are. But if you ever stumble upon, I'm sorry. I'm fucking bad with names. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, even working in film, I've realized how many film artists never work in this industry anymore because they just never moved on from pencils and like shit. Even even working purely in Photoshop. In film, it's just becoming not enough. Like, they will ask you, hey, where's the 3D files? I don't work in 3D. Oh, that's a bummer. Oh, you know what? I just got a call from a producer, and um, yeah, I, shit, like, we're going to be going on hiatus, so see ya. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's where it's getting. Kim Jung Ji is another example, but Kim Jung Ji is kind of like a—he's another unicorn. He, he he does he does a different kind of work too. He's, he's more than a unicorn. That he's kind of like artist a... doesn't come along more than once in like a generation. Like there's not going to be another one of those anytime yeah. soon. You have Leonardo da Vinci, then you have uh, Otomo Katsuhiro, and then you have Kim Jung Ji, basically. Yeah, so it's just like, like, a, like a like a proper progression of of you know gods <laughs> yeah um craziness but yeah you know i i guess you know if 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 you have your teacher that is just basically telling you or is negative like it's it's such an easy question to ask isn't it like hey wh- why are you teaching them <laughs> yeah um but yeah, but as someone asked, I remember seeing this, uh, I would have to scroll up, but like, you know, getting exposure, how do you get exposure? How do you well, get exposure? Well, that's easy. Yeah. It's Facebook, it's ArtStation, it's DeviantArt, it's whatever, just posting on everything and post every day. Post every, do sketches and post something every day and eventually get better and those everyday sketches will become good. Probably not John Park, but, you know, they won't be John Park level, but they'll be at least good enough to get a job. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. You You just keep posting and keep learning and keep trying to get better at what you're doing. And shit, like, it's it's an easy advice. Like, yeah, just keep getting better. You'll be better. Um by getting better, I, I would I would break it down, and I, I want to hear your opinion. Like, how to actually get out of that sort of area of thinking? Like, yeah, I'm kind of like doing those eight, twelve hours a day, and yet I'm no, going nowhere. You know, like how would you break it down? Um, your thought process of becoming a better artist. And not just saying like, yeah, just work more because like this is a very, very easy thing to say. And yeah. a lot of people sort of like kind of fall a victim of like, yeah, I'm going to sit more in front of a computer and sort of like paint. But if, a lot of cases, just like if you don't have a guidance or if you're 
having a wrong approach to it, you might be actually wasting time. Well, okay. First of all, there's there are different kinds of there. I would break down. I could break down the types of artists into many different types, but I would say that there are people that tend to gravitate towards creative stuff, and then there tend to pe- there are people that tend to gravitate towards technical stuff. You know, so for example, yeah, someone that's on the creative side they probably understand coming up cool color combinations and cool like color keys and, and doing speed paintings and things of that nature versus someone that's on the technical side. They, their brain understands how you might model something or build something um, as an, in an analytical way. And that's a special skill too. Uh, not a, some people are both, you know, but, yeah. but not everyone is both. But if you can think of one versus the other, I would focus your training on one versus the other in the beginning. So that means that if you are on the, maybe not so much on the creative side, if you don't, if you have a hard time coming up with ideas of things that you should work on or things you should try, maybe you should do some master copies. Maybe you should just be doing master copies every single day. Yeah. Doing studies from people who are really, really good. Guess what? If you are copying a Jamie Jones painting or a John Park painting or a whatever artist that you really like every day for a year you, there and, and you don't get a lot better you should stop you mm. shouldn't do any more. I, a year of doing paintings yeah like a year of doing a painting a day 365 paintings a day and watching their tutorials and learning how they work and you're not like you're going to absorb their their information by just watching how they work and by trying to mimic what they're doing. That's me coming from a background of having drawn a little bit. Like if you like to draw, if you have zero practice drawing, are you? Are we? Are you talking about someone that already is into concept art? Are you talking about somebody? Because I don't want to mislead anyone. Are you talking about someone who literally has no drawing experience yet? I mean, no. both, right? With someone who's in concept art, uh, the answer is simple. Like, you just have to turn down your ego a notch or absolutely, or just just admit that, like, fuck, I'm, you know, I need to work on myself, even if, if I already work in the industry, and just figure out what is the next step where I'm lacking. Like, as an artist, like, for instance, for me, uh, I'm pretty shitty with uh with some of the aspects of art i i'm very generalist uh but there is like i cannot paint uh as fast as say um as john park it's impossible for me right like it's he's for everyone. Uh, yeah that's true uh but like i find it really hard to sketch for instance right so for me improving would be finding the way to hey like if I find it hard to sketch, and and this is something that I need to improve upon, I should do sketches more often, right? Um, the the way I approach it is, and that's one of the reasons why uh, me and Ash and, and Andrew were started uh, Learn Squared is we want to learn like everything. We want to learn and, and expand the knowledge that we have. I've taken photography class. I've taken uh, you know design class, UI and and data design from. From Ash, I'm planning to take the Houdini class and and ZBrush and all of those classes that we have in our school because the, those guys and, and girls that are basically teaching there not only they're awesome 
but it's also expanding your knowledge. I, I, I've read this book. Fuck, I can't remember exactly. I've read so many books, I, I can't even remember the names of them. Uh, it might have been either Essentialism or... or ma It's Mastery, yeah. I've been talking about yeah. this book forever. Uh, where, you know, Leonardo da Vinci, the reason why he was one of a kind of an artist is because he was not just kind of like sitting in that comfortable spot, like this is how you paint, so I'm going to continue doing that for 10 years. No, he was always trying to find uh, an avenue to explore and become a better artist. And usually what happened is the moment he uh, explored that avenue, he became obsessed and really encouraged to learn more about it. Like he, he would, um, in order to paint angels, like the first thing he, he did before he started painting angels, he would go to the market and, and buy like shitload of pigeons and just study them for like months with different positions and, you know, with different wingspans and like just study the wings all the time and all the time. And become an expert and it, just studying uh, birds basically made him obsessed about flying and and you know and creating you know drawing those machines and creating those flying machines and whatnot you know but it, it, like all the aspects that he was trying to touch was like all right i, I want to become an expert i want to master this field because not only it's it's an interesting thing to do and it's it, by itself it's like really driving was driving him but it's also was fueling this main category of, of the main body of work that he was doing, which was art, right? Yeah. That's why uh, Leonardo was a great, not only great artist, he was amazing architect. He was also sculptor. That was, that was, there, there wasn't. I don't think there was any artist like he was also a great scientist, like you know, physicist, engineer, an engineer. Yeah, it was just so many things because he was obsessed and he wanted to learn more and more and more. If you think. As a, as professional artist or artists that already work in the industry, if you think like, oh yeah, I already work, like I I don't have to care about anything else, well, don't be surprised in five ten years. I'm just just saying that. Like, try always to explore what is the new thing. Like, what is what are the people are, uh, you know, focusing on right now? Maybe I should start looking into this. What is really interesting that maybe there's like a short film that you saw. Like shit, I want to do 3D art like this. Just try to examine the, you know, break it down into pieces, and what do you ha would have to do to learn it? You know, maybe you have to start with just learning how 3D works in general. You know, just getting around the UI and, and basics of modeling. And then once you get that, like, oh shit, I can do more with it. Now I can uh, start thinking about rendering. I'm gonna pick up this render engine and and pick up this, uh, um, you know, and and start rendering. Oh, oh shit, like rendering is pretty cool. Like maybe let's learn about realistic shaders, like phys physically realistic shaders. And it just like goes on and on and on. And, and you keep adding those tool sets to your, to your arsenal, you know, but you have to do this. Otherwise it's just like, you're going to be in, 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 in one place. And granted, there's going to be artists that are more driven than yourself and they'll progress faster, eventually bypass or you surpass your knowledge and skill. And get better and better, and you know, you might just find yourself in the very top spot uh, after a while. So, but uh, when when it comes to an artist that maybe I will leave it to you, like, w w what would be the the advice for an artist that never painted anything? You know? Yeah. So I, I didn't really finish my thought before. I, I I said something that I shouldn't have said. I didn't. I what I, I didn't mean that you should do painting a day for a year and then if you don't get really good you should stop that's not 
I, I thought about what I said, and I don't think I, that's not what I meant. That might have come out wrong. It's because I'm drawing mm. and talking at the same time, and I'm just fucking. And I also interrupted you, and people get upset, like, well, oh, Machi's talking too much. Shut the fuck up. I know. No, no one ever says Machi's talking too much. Cause, uh, and, and no one. I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. So, but anyways. Basically, what, what, I'm, what I'm getting at is that. If, if you've done a bit of drawing and you, you, you feel like you have an interest in drawing, an interest in art, or what, whatever, however it started, maybe it wasn't drawing, maybe it was computers and then you want to learn drawing, or maybe it was drawing and you want to learn 3D, whatever it is, it's not necessarily do master copies every day. That's also not exactly what I meant. I mean that you have to have a goal. You have to have a thing that you want to be able to do, and you have yeah. to have a thing that you stay focused on that thing. It doesn't mean that you that you go all over the map. You spend one day doing line drawings. Uh, it's not good. Okay, I give up. Okay, no. Well, Mache says I gotta learn 3D, so I'm gonna buy a 3D Studio Max, and I'm gonna learn it. Uh, it took a day. It doesn't. It doesn't really click with me. It's too hard. I give up. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna do speed painting. John Park's really good at that, so I'm gonna do that. Oh, I suck. Okay, I'm gonna give up. Well, that's not really gonna work for you either, because you, guess what? You're gonna hate everything you do for a very, very long time. And even even after years and years and years and years, you're still going to hate, at least I hope you're going to hate the stuff that you do. Because the thing is, is that the, the problem with artists, and it's not it's kind of a curse in a way, it's not that you hate everything that you do, but generally speaking, your brain is way past what you're able to do in terms of what you think you want to be able to do. Like, you, your skill set where it is, you should always have your eye on something in the future that you want to be able to do that's much cooler or much more difficult or much more interesting than what yeah. you're currently doing. So if that's the case, then generally what you're doing right now is like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm getting, I'm starting to learn how to do some stuff. I'm starting to learn some skills that are kind of, um, that are, that, that are maybe going to be useful down the road. But right now, what I'm seeing in my head is something a lot more advanced or a lot more interesting than what I'm actually able to do right now. At least that's how, that's my opinion. That's how I always feel. Yeah. So if that's the case, then you should always be thinking, like you said, thinking about what do I already know how to do and how can I improve on that? How can I get better at that? Um, but, but you should also be thinking about realistic, focus on a realistic goal and then do that thing. If you're yeah. trying to learn speed paintings, don't go and learn 3D Max right away. Go and do your speed paintings, and you do and you time box yourself. You give yourself a timer, and you do a painting a day every single day, maybe two, maybe three, maybe five paintings a day. I don't know, whatever it is. And you do that every day for until you see results. And that for some people, that'll be two months. For some people, it'll be eight months. But you have to have a focus and a goal. That's what school does for people that don't have a focus. By the way, if you if you have a hard time focusing and sticking to one thing, school forces you to do that. Yeah. So that's what's good about school. If you don't have a problem doing that, then do that, and you will see results. If you dance around too much with too many different things, you're not going to see results because you're not going to give your brain enough time to absorb that sh that that stuff. You're just not. I yeah. agree. I agree, hundred percent. And you know, it's it art is not like this thing that. Day one, oh shit, I picked it up, you know? Like it's never it's never happens. I've never seen an artist like after a day of painting, like, oh shit, I'm a, I'm awesome now. That never happens. It takes time. With, with everything though, if you wanna be become a good mus musician, if you wanna play a guitar, like it's not like you're gonna buy a guitar and 
be fucking playing for Metallica. Like, it means that you you know you have a tool, uh, and now what, right? You have to learn how to use it. Uh, and learning learning craft takes time, and you have to sort of like uh, understand that learning craft takes time. Uh, it never happens overnight, and it usually requires a lot of effort. Like if you're, it's it's almost like going to the gym, right? I mean, you are pretty much, uh, you know, a, a a god, as you know, come like Apollo-looking guy, uh, super shredded, you know, uh, fucking girls screaming when they see you, ah, throwing panties into you. I know, I've seen it. Uh, I've I've seen everything. Uh, <laughs> um. But you know it well. It's like when you go to the gym, unless you're struggling with weights and 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 really just pushing to the brink of exhaustion and to you know where it's like fuck, I cannot lift anymore. You're not gonna grow. Like your muscles not gonna not gonna break down enough to grow, right? I mean, obviously you have to get rest and have a good nutrition uh, along the way and and whatnot. But in order to become, you know, huge, in order to become, like, as big as Nick is, you know? Yeah. As shredded, as fucking, you know, Schwarzenegger-like like he is, you yeah. have to really, you know, uh, put a lot of weights on. <laughs> well, he actually doesn't. He just has better genetics than everyone. He eats macaroni salad and sits on his ass. <laughs> and ice and cream. Plays, plays fucking, plays Call of Duty, and somehow he's, like, got better, just better gross. abs than anybody. Just gross. He just grows. But but anyways, normal people, not <laughs> perfect genetic people. Yeah, you have to, you basically, what Mache is saying is you have to repeat, you, in all seriousness, you have to repeat a certain thing a lot of times and you have yeah. to get a feel for what that does for you. Uh, a lot of repetition and a lot of focus and it has to be a, 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 a focused effort. It has to be, I'm doing this thing. And I'm not yeah. going to stop until I see results at this one thing before I go and do something else that every time you switch and you do something else, it's starting all over again. You suck. You suck at everything again. And then now it's starting all over. So why not just pick a thing and go all the way with it and really focus on it and get and, and learn it, you know, dedicate yourself to one thing for a while. Yeah, then, exactly. Then brush up on some other stuff once you feel comfortable a little bit, at least a little comfortable with it. And if you already have a job, you know, you work nine to five or nine till nine and you're sort of like, you know, fuck, I work a lot. I'm pretty sure during the day, instead of just like slouching yourself on a couch and like shit, like I'm going to watch some TV. If you spend that time learning something, like even just starting with the very easy steps, um, you know, paint something for half an hour for 20 minutes every day, start with that. And then every week or every two weeks, add another five, 10 minutes. Uh, you'll start to see results, and uh, mm -hmm. you know if it's a focus uh, painting, it's not like um, I'm holding my sketchbook instead of like thinking about farting, but not really, and I I don't know what I'm doing, so fuck it, and 20 minutes up, all right, done. No, like you shit your, and then you shit your pants. Yeah, yeah, and then you shit your pants, and you know it becomes really nasty. Uh, that's not gonna work. Uh, yeah. you kind of want to be um focused, right? Watch yeah. a tutorial. Uh, there's many tutorials on how to draw humans, right? Like how yep. to construct humans. Start with that. Like if uh, something as easy as that, or look up how to draw in perspective, you know, starting with foundation will get your head around how art works. And then 
learning all the other techniques that that define your style, that's something that, that can come later. Or it can st- you can start with that if you want to. But as long as you're focused and, and really pushing an effort, and, and I mean effort, like you're really focused and you're really doing this for that period of time that you uh, you set up for yourself, right? You'll see results. There's no way you, you will not. If you're not seeing results and you're not putting enough attention towards what you do. And, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to say like, oh, I'm working and I have this family, blah, blah. Um, we'll try to find time. Like, it, it, life is not easy. I, when I started, um, when I started to think about art seriously, I was a fucking janitor. You know, I was working as a janitor. I was going to university. I was supposed to be an electrician. I was working to sort of like help my mom and everything like that. And I didn't have much time to uh, to do art, but I was obsessed about, you know, painting cool shit that I liked. You know, I was obsessed about doing it. And I found the avenue and started doing it more and more and more. And like fucking people asking me, hey, go, let's go to a party or something. Oh, fuck it. I'm going to paint. Oh, my God. I just realized. <laughs> Dude, is this like, is this like fucking Goodwill hunting? Are you like the janitor that was doing like matte paintings on the chalkboard and everyone was like, and then you'd run away when people would come look like, oh shit, you see what that guy just painted? Then you like run away and hide Maybe. and then go and it's like a matte painting with chalk and then you like eventually now you're like learning 3D and doing crazy ass renders. I don't know what you're talking about. This is crazy. Blossomy. <laughs> <laughs> what? What was that? What? Oh man, you're, dude, it's, this is good, like, <laughs> goodwill hunting shit that's going on here. Um... No, but I want to, what I'm trying to say is like when you put a focused effort, you will see results, and and just kind of keep going. That's how you build habit. Yeah. Um, you don't stop after a week. It's like oh, it's, this is too hard. If you if you do that, then it's probably not for you, you know. And if you do that to everything, then you probably have a problem. Well, that's what I meant to say before when I said if you don't see results, you should stop. I don't mean I didn't mean that you should stop. What I meant is. You, whatever you're doing, if you don't see results and you're doing a painting a day for a year or you're, you have a focused effort, whatever that effort is, and you and you really are dedicating your time to doing it, something is wrong if you're not seeing the results. You, you definitely would. If you were doing it correctly, you would see the results because, like you said, you ha- you were obsessed. Like, ask yourself, are you obsessed with this? You know, like, yeah. if, if you're trying to learn this stuff, you should be obsessed with it. You want to know why? Because everyone else that's going to do this for a living is obsessed with it. Yeah. So you you shouldn't approach it if you're not ready to dedicate yourself to it. Because you know what? And this is the thing I talk about every single talk I give, every single thing I give, is that people are misled and they think that becoming an artist is just a passive thing that happens by accident or you're born with it or you're not and you just become it. That's not true at all, man. Like if you if you went into it going like as if someone was going to med school – and you're putting in 90 hours a week into what you're trying to do, guess what? You're doing it right. You're going you're gonna to see mad results. If you're yeah. going in and you're spending five hours a week half-assing it, looking at YouTube videos, trying to do a, a master painting, a master copy, and you're like, oh, but I'm practicing. No, you're not. That's not nearly enough. Come on. like No professional athlete spends five hours a week. No doctor spends five hours a week. These people spend yeah. like... 90 hours a week. They eat, sleep, and breathe whatever it is that they want to learn. So exactly. just do, do that. And that's how you're going to get a job. That's yeah, it. Yeah, and you have to sort of distinguish work versus, uh, you know, learning and passion. Because, like, for 
for you, like you, you come from work, like you, you've done your job at a studio, you, you come back home, what is the first thing you do? Obviously, you go fuck, and then you eat and drink. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's interesting to know what what you what your schedule is like. Actually. Thank you for that. No, no, I'm talking about you because I, I know I you know with the with the packs of God like you, I'm pretty sure that's what happens. Um, but but I, in all seriousness, like how many times during the week you find yourself like, even if you're not having a freelance or you're not doing like extra extra work, you're usually finding yourself sketching or doing something just for fun, right? Yeah, I mean, there's. I do a lot of extracurricular work. I do extra, you know, I'm freelance work, or I'm doing something teaching related. I'm recording some kind of tutorial or, or content. Yeah. I'm, for, I'm doing a sketch, preparing for a demo that I'm going to give the next day in class. Whatever it is, or if I don't, anything that doesn't get in my way. If I don't have extra work, I don't have a class to teach. I don't have material to prep or syllabus stuff from a class or tutorial, whatever it is. Then I yes, I'm doing personal work. I'm coming up with I have ideas burning through my head that I want to get to that I work is preventing me from doing that. But yeah, it's either work or it's personal work. It's one yeah. or the other. You have to. You have to. And even even in many cases, the work that you do doesn't even feel like work. It's like, dude, I'm so I'm passionate about doing this and it it's not a work for me. It's it's something that I like doing. And then, you know, and then you you have to uh talk with some other artists and you know, designers and level designers and some lighting artists or something. And then you just like, fuck, I, I actually hate it. Your work can be, yeah, it can be tiring because you know, depending on your level of involvement of how, what you do, work can be tiring. But I mean, obviously that's, that's a whole nother conversation altogether. I don't even want to get into that. Like liking your job. The thing is, is like, if you don't like your job, you just shouldn't be doing it. Like you, there's, yeah. you should like it. Like if you can't like being an artist, even whether you're an art director or you are a, a matte painter or you are anything involving art, a graphic designer, I don't care what it is. Like if you if you don't like it, then then I, I don't know what to tell you, man. Because there are a lot of worse things that you could be, <laughs> be a janitor and scrape poop. And some people like that. Some, some people, people like that for sure. Like some I love the fucking poop in the toilet that you know that skid fucking slash that goes across like scraping it it's always sunny Charlie. it's so arty yeah exactly there are i'm pretty sure there are people like that that love doing this i'm pretty sure majority of them hated it hate it yeah. hate it they have to do it but it's just like you know in our society and generally like a lot of it's just lack of knowledge and uh, especially now, uh, I, I notice this a lot with the younger, uh, like with young artists and, you know, younger people. It's just like, you know, you almost like assume that it's, it should be given in a way, you know, like, yeah, fucking gonna finish a school and boom, I'm an artist. Like, as, as you said, that's not how it works. You know, that's not how you become a, an athlete. That's not how you become a successful musician that's not how you become an entrepreneur and and come up with some amazing new application uh, you know that changes the world or whatever the fuck um it's usually a lot of work uh, effort and like really just pulling in those hours of a focused effort you know and you yeah. have to be prepared for it and you have to be uh you have to understand that this it's there's no shortcut for it you know it's never gonna be like 
well, shit, like, I've spent five hours today, I'm done. Like, yeah, maybe you're done. Maybe someone else would, wouldn't say I'm done, and they would continue for another five hours. Uh, and it's not to say that the more hours you're going to work, the better you're going to get. Like, you have to be smart about it. Again, like, is that time you're spending on, uh, on you know, learning art, is it a focused time where you're just doing the right things and by the right things i I mean like hey i, I suck at at uh perspective so i'm gonna draw as many perspective drawings as i can and draw boxes and, and then more complicated boxes you know and, and more and more complicated shit but but train myself to really understand perspective and never make that mistake ever again and, and look at references look at uh architecture photography look at all those things where perspective well, perspective is everywhere right and if you if you don't learn it, then you, you're gonna suck at it. And if you're gonna suck at it, it's it's just gonna your art's gonna look like shit, basically. So, dude, but you just you just basically you just basically hit the nail on the head, which is that it's not just about putting in the time. It's about thinking about what you're doing and realizing whether or not you're making the same mistakes again. You need to exactly. be thinking about what mistake did I make? Where did I go wrong? What is yeah. it? Sit there and stare at it. Look at other people's art. Look back and forth. It doesn't mean that you need to spend the time necessarily drawing. You could be researching. You could be, you know, doing all these various different things to, but you have to be, you can't just be mindlessly doing stuff. You yeah. have to be thinking, where did I go wrong there? And why is this person doing it right? What is the difference between the two? And how do I not make that mistake next time? Yeah. You, I can't tell you the answer, but you know, and we all know, that each person knows what it feels like when you do a good brushstroke and when you do an ugly brushstroke. Like, I can't tell you, but you know what, what feels good and what feels, nah, I kind of didn't do that very well or I didn't do that right. Yeah. And it's those little bits of encouragement that keep you going, but you have to be thinking about your mistakes every time and what and, and how to correct those mistakes so that you don't make them again or you make them less. And over time, eventually... You don't make them at all, and then your mistakes are something different, and then you focus on those. Yeah, learn how learn how to learn. That's, yeah. a, that's a good one, Brandon. <laughs> I'm just reading chat. Re reading chat sometimes is making me crack up. It's, it's so funny. Yeah. Uh, no, you you nail it, dude. And we could just pat each other's on the back because we did a good job here. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah. of course. All right, dude. Let's uh, jump into some questions. I don't want to hold you up for too long. Uh, we've been doing overtime anyways, uh, so okay. Okay. Let's, uh, let's jump to some questions here. Let's get them answered. Uh, I hope I'm, I'm not missing any of them. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Raja asked, uh, when you have a brief, do you do multiple thumbs and take it to the next level or directly start uh, to the final? How do you present your idea to art director after a brief? A Naughty Dog in other cases. Oh, well, Naughty Dog, is a, that's a very long answer for Naughty Dog because every single thing that we do is totally different. Like, um, sometimes it, there's no thumbnail needed at all because I'm going to end up making, like, yeah. a call-out a call sheet, like an art direction sheet, and I'm going to send that, I'm assign that to someone else to, to do the thing. So I don't really need to do thumbnails because I already have a good description of what we need. Other times, it's, it, yes, there needs to be a very quick thumbnail, where you know maybe 15 minutes is enough for me to get a really quick sketch together that shows 
just the overall blocking of the composition. And then from there, then I can start working. It's really a judgment call, to be honest. It's yeah. up to you to decide. Unless sometimes they sometimes they ask certain things of you. Uh, like for freelance, it's a different thing. If you're working on a movie, that's as you know, it's a very it's a different thing every single time. Like what they want. Like if you were working for Owen or somebody, like th someone that it likes looking at sketches or, or like other kinds of um, art, they're not they're not necessarily they don't need like a 3D render straight away. And sometimes they like looking at sketches. Other yeah. times they don't want to see sketches; they want to see multiple versions of a sort of halfway finished thing that's different attempts at uh, different attempts at a at a particular look, right? Like, yeah. So and that's like your thumbnail. It's not a thumbnail, but it's like a, it's a different versions. And so there's different ways, totally different ways to do it. But you just feel it out depending on, depending on the job, depending on the the art director. You you just learn you learn about who it is that you're working with. And if you have a question, you just ask them. Yeah. What what they want to see. And then, always ask a question. Like it's never hurt to ask a question. They'll just tell you. Like yeah. just, hey man, we need this. All right, cool. I'll yeah. do it. Uh, always ask questions. Uh, another yeah. question was, uh, do you want to add something? I, I cut you off, sort of. Oh, not really. I mean, I was just going to say that if they want to, if they don't want to see thumbnail sketches, if they want to see more, like if they don't want to look at sketches, they want to see like different versions of something more finished, then then they will tell you that. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Uh, another question was, and I can sort of like short. I mean, we kind of answered it already, but in my mind, I believe. I do pretty good sketches, but as soon as I move to details, my work starts to suck. Any thoughts on how to tackle this issue? Uh, details. Um, I, I'm not really exactly sure, but I would just have to say try and slow down a little bit and start looking, again, looking at people's work that do really amazing detailed drawings. Like look at Kim Jong-ji and how, that, how that's a perfect example of how someone can draw detail loosely. And they're drawing it in a way where it's loose, but it's indicating detail. Just because um, if you sketch, what you're saying is generally that probably means you draw loose pretty well. Um, and if you draw loose pretty well, that means that um, maybe when you slow down, you start tightening up and it starts killing the vibe of your drawing. Yeah. So I would look at people that do detailed work, but they still draw kind of loosely. And you'll start to connect with what they're doing um, in terms of how to not kill the energy, like uh, you know, drawing something slowly, and then all of a sudden it gets really stagnant and boring. Versus like drawing things with construction, and then yeah, there's a total, there's a total difference between the two. And by looking at people that do that, you're going to learn that. I'm not just saying uh, just just look at reference. That's a boring answer. I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh, look at people that draw really detailed stuff. But but it still has energy and looks fun. That that would be that would be what I would look at. Like someone like Kim Jong Ji or something like that. There are several people like that. Though. Yeah, I agree. Agree. Cool. The next one was, hey guys, you're both our teachers. What are your approaches, attitudes towards students that are struggling? Do you guys have bias towards students who are doing well and students who aren't? 
Uh, no, I, I don't have any bias. I think all I want is students that are working hard. I don't care if they're doing well or they're, yeah. they're struggling. I want students that really show me that they care. Number one, that they listen to what I am telling them to do, that they're following directions. That's really, really important to you yeah. learning. A lot of students will ask for advice, and then when you give them the advice, they don't like to hear what you said, and then they don't do it, and yeah. therefore they shouldn't even be there because what are you doing? Like, if you're not listening to what I'm saying, then why would you, then what are you even trying to learn for? So, yeah. I just want, I like students when they're, they're, they, when you can tell that they really want to get better and they're listening to everything you're saying and they're really putting in the time. Yeah. That, is what I am. I'm biased towards students that try really hard. So I think we uh, all are yeah. in a way. Well, I, one thing I, I, I find interesting, I mean, we, we talked about those teachers that, you know, suck and they, they try to force their ideas on you. Mm -hmm. Well, that's one thing. Like if you, if your if your head is not like right up your ass really deep or like neck deep, you know, where it's just like your, your butthole becomes like, like a shawl, oh, you know, nice. like you're yeah, like, yeah. A, yeah, you know what that's I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, if, if, if that's not a case, then you probably have a healthy perspective on the quality of your work. Uh, or if you don't, then ask, you know, random people what they, what they think about your work. And if, if, or what they think about your teacher's work. And now if your work sucks and your teacher's work is amazing, and then you come into a class and say, well, this is stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't, it doesn't work that way. Like, how do you know? That person that is teaching you, especially if it has the credentials, they do it uh, in the industry. This is how it works. This is why they are teaching in most cases, especially uh, teachers that are, um, you know, industry professionals, you know? A lot of schools who have those guys, like, you know, starting with LearnSquared or... A brainstorm or CDA, um, CGMA, like there's even like Noman, obviously, uh, Art Center, like all of those places that could be mentioned here, or shit like uh, schoolism with uh, Bobby Chu, you know, like there's so many uh, schools out there that ha they they have industry professionals, and if you come to class with a person like this, you you know, in most cases you're coming to class because you like that person's work listen to what they have to say and really like focus on the the homework and the aspects of learning that they're giving you and I, I, I'm not trying to say like that's the only way to do it right uh, you should probably take many classes with different people uh, like as many as possible because that's gonna give you more perspectives on the same subject and then you can find which workflow or perspective works with your specific skill set. And, you know, you might have one teacher that teaches you a specific way of working and, and it's not really clicking because your brain works differently. Like maybe you're better at uh, sketching them details, for instance, right? And maybe taking a class from someone who, um, you know, uh, works better with like the way you think might work better for you, but not only focusing on this one thing, like focus, uh, try to get as much perspective as possible. When you, when, when students come to class and you teach something, the way I look at it is, yeah, listen to what I say. And the reason I'm saying it is because I use it on a daily basis at work. This is how I work. This is what works. This is what got me, uh, work in, uh, Naughty Dog. This is what got me work in the film industry. Uh, 
And the reason I'm doing a class is because I want to share my workflows. And I, I know those things work because I get hired over and over again, right? Yeah. Um, so when you have that attitude where, like, shit, I want to learn and I'm going to listen. And even if I disagree, I'll try to do it this way. That's that's really appreciated. But when you have a students, and I don't think I don't I don't think I have that often, if at all, that basically completely disagree with you, and it's like fuck you, you're an idiot. <laughs> this is not the way industry works. Well, there's nothing you can do but tell them. Well, look at where I work. Like w look at my credentials, and I'm really trying to to give you the best possible solution. Uh, where I think, you know. I think that this is probably the best way to work. My, I'm, you know, I, I might be wrong. Maybe it doesn't work for you. Um, but have an attitude of learning instead of just like trying to, oh, like I'm, I'm the shit, you know? Like my art is awesome and your your art isn't. Like the, those people, I, it's not like I'm biased against them. I'll try to explain um, this is not the way to do it. And if, if they don't listen, well, there, there's only that as much as I can do and just say, well, if you don't want to listen, then, you know, I cannot help you anymore. Or I'll try, but you have to start to listen if you, if you want to have any help from, from me specifically. If not, then try, try to find someone who's, you know, who you agree with and then kind of go that route. I, I don't think going with the route with only working with people that only agree with you is the right choice. I think disagreements and uh, challenging yourself with something you don't believe into is, is a good idea, especially if it's uh, called for, like especially if the person that is trying to explain it to you is someone who really has a lot of experience, you know, and experience that is re relevant, experience that works, get him work on a daily basis, and he is employed uh, as, you know, professional artist. So I'll be my kind of few few sentences there probably talk too much no Listen. no i think that's uh that's all 100 percent, 100 percent true it, even see for me as a student it's like it for me it was just a respect thing like if yeah. i i respect the teacher as like a, a professional even if i don't really like if it what even if it wasn't clicking for me i would still try it because like it works for them yeah if it works for them, then there's something to it. It's not total bullshit if it looks cool when they do it. So why wouldn't you want to learn that? And then you could get – because if you try it, you don't even know. You might in a few weeks and you repeat it enough times, you it might click with you. Just because it, exactly. it doesn't at first doesn't mean that you're never going to think that's cool. Yeah, you know? I agree with you 100%. I can't dude. even tell you how many times that's happened to me. I've, I've done that. <laughs> I've, that's happened to me so many times where – I gave it a shot, and then after a while, I was like, you know what? There's this shit's kind of cool. I can Dude, I had that I had that experience when I was uh, taking Ash's class, uh, the, the UI and data design, and I was sort of like, my brain was kind of forcing me, like, do this, do this, do this, and Ash was constantly calling me, like, fucking stop, just just do it the way I teach, and then like I like, oh shit, I'm gonna give up and do it the way he teaches, and then I wasn't you know struggling anymore. <laughs> Funny, funny, huh? Yeah, funny. funny. Works. Well, it, it, exactly, exactly this. And shit, I mean, you and me, we do make the same mistakes as students do, you know? We do have our egos, but eventually when you, eventually you realize, all right, yeah, I should probably stop, you know, doing this and really focus on what my teacher is saying because they know their shit, so. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I do game art 
co a course that focuses a lot of a lot on 3D work and hardly on 2D concept art. Do you think I should be focusing on 2D concept art or focus more on 3D work? Well, I think the first question would be, are you want to become a 3D artist or a concept artist? You know, that's that would be the first question. But what, what would you what would you say to that? Question? I would say like, well, it depends because yeah, if you want to be a, a if you, if, you, if you're talking about game art like game concept art and you want to be a concept artist, I think to some degree it's important to know both. Yeah. But you don't have to do you don't have to be one or the other. You can be predominantly a 3D artist, but I still think even if you're a 3D concept artist like a Hawk Prey or one of those kind of people like Aaron Beck, you know, like really really good 3D artist, it's really good to be able to do a little bit of 2D stuff because it will help you sometimes to yeah. sort of get your ideas out and vice versa. It's if you are a 2D concept artist and you like photo bashing and you like painting and doing sketching and whatever, you have to learn some 3D. You have to. Some. Not necessarily be Aaron Beck or be Hawk Prey or be one of these kind of people that are super, super good at 3D. Yeah. You don't have to be that, but you've got to learn some because it will help you. It'll help you a ton. For sure. And you kind of want to be yourself. One thing I always say, and I'm pretty sure you're going to agree with me, I hope you do, is yeah. paint and draw or model in 3D, whatever, whatever it's end up being, what you really like to do like if i'm really into fantasy fantasy stuff and like unicorns and and some really fucking bizarre game of throne harry potter like what Aton does um then do that by all means because you're gonna be hired for the work that you present on your portfolio and if you hate doing say sci-fi shit uh don't do it because you're gonna be hired for it if you do it you know yeah, or do or try it later. Like, get good at something else first, and then yeah. try it like down the road once you have established some skills that that you're comfortable with. Like, just don't. Yeah, don't learn one thing and then try something later once you've already established that you can do something else. Like, yeah, don't. Yeah, I I, I agree completely. Yeah. Um. Another question was: I'm aiming uh, for an entry level position in a company like Ubisoft. Is it a better for my portfolio to contain tight designs, drawings, or Photobash 3D renders? It, uh, it depends on the project because for one project, they might want one thing, and for another project, they might want something totally different. I can't really answer that for, from an Ubisoft perspective, right? but I, I can say that having a specialty is good. It's good to have like something where you say, okay, this is clearly like my strength. This is a thing that I could do professionally and I feel really confident at it and then give them a little bit of some other stuff like you mentioned a little bit of the other thing yeah but it should be one of the two one thing should be very strong you shouldn't put multiple things in there if if one of them is weak because that's actually gonna hurt you I, I would rather see one thing like like one of the things you mentioned being really good and solid than seeing multiple things and like a couple of them suck because I'll remember that too. I'll remember that, that you put all this work in there that really was weak. There was some good things, but how do I know I'm going to get the good art? How do I know I'm not going to get some of the bad stuff that you showed me? Yeah, you know, it's hard to answer that, man. To be honest, but I, I, I that's what that's what I think. Yeah, I mean, look at what uh, artists that already work there, what they do, and try to do it better. 
or at least close to as like you close know, to yeah close to what it is and just on, be honest with yourself like yeah. it's okay to be like yeah i'm not quite there yet like I, I can't quite do destiny as well as dorje all right good because almost nobody can because he's the best at that stuff you know or whatever yeah or, or uh, jesse van dyke or one of those people like yeah they're so good you don't have to be exactly that but could you see yourself doing work that look at the art book look at the work that is done do you see yourself in the general ballpark? Vein? Yeah, in the ballpark of doing stuff yeah. like that. If if not, then you have to work. You have you to pick keep some, working. Yeah, keep working. Keep yeah. keep punching punching the bag. I would say. Yeah. Uh, what is it like to have a most chiseled jaw west to Mississippi? That's bullshit. You just made that up right now. <laughs> I didn't. I'm just reading questions, dude. You're lying. <laughs> Okay, is it Nick? It's Nick. It Nick's must on be there. Nick. Of it's course, not, it's Nick. That's not a serious question. <laughs> I can't imagine it is. Uh, have you ever been in a situation where you consider yourself good at one thing, but you feel you need to practice something which you are not good at at all? And the second part of the question would be, and later you feel bad to spend your time practicing other stuff and not mastering your principal skill, because sometimes I feel that I'm doing, I'm going nowhere with that behavior. <laughs> I totally understand how you feel, and let me explain one thing about that. So when I started at Naughty Dog, um, I came off of, this is a perfect segue into like reality, because this is my reality. Um, so working at Naughty Dog, I came off of doing like 80s made up robots, you know, Transformers stuff, making up, painting everything from scratch out, you know, out of my head, not using 3D because there was no time to use 3D. We had to do, it had to be like, stylized, painted, you know, you know what the shit looks like. Anyways, that's a totally opposite thing from what The Last of Us was at the time. So here I come in, I don't, they hired me for whatever reason, and I come in, and then I'm working next to Mache, who's the best dude in the industry at doing Last of Us kind of concept art. Realistic, naturalistic lighting, uh, realistic work that looks painted. <laughs> I smell bullshit. No, Wait, what? What? So for me, I, I I was way outside of my comfort zone of like stuff that I know how to do. I was way outside. I was not even close to, uh, you know. So for me, it was very uncomfortable at first to practice something new because because and I learned so much because I am like this guy does all this shit. The, uh, better than I do because I haven't been, I had been doing something totally opposite of that for the last four years. So it felt uncomfortable because I had to do something that was different that wasn't what I was used to doing. And I felt like I sucked for a while because that's just the way it's going to be. If you jump outside your comfort zone, you're not going to feel like the strong artist that you used to feel like when you were doing the stuff you're comfortable with. And the, the idea of feeling like that you're, that you suck is actually the best thing in the world because that means you're breaking into new territory and you're expanding your skill set. So I think it, it's definitely necessary to take some time away from your comfort zone, learn some new stuff, feel that feeling that makes you humble and makes you feel like, you know what? I fucking suck all over again. And that's exactly how I felt when I started at Naughty Dog working with this guy. But after time went by, I learned, I watched and I learned from what he was doing and I learned new ways of working that made me a lot stronger. I'm not going to say I'm, I'm the best at doing that stuff, but I definitely learned how to do it to a level that I'm comfortable with doing on whatever project. And 
and that comes that the only way that happens is from feeling like you suck right for a, for a while and that's what i that was my experience uh so you know that makes sense versus vice versa if someone came from doing photo real like environments and doing like the kind of stuff that last of us concept art was looking like and then all of a sudden i throw you and i say all right now we're going to be painting robots from scratch out of your head no photos there is no photos for that and no 3d because you, i need you to paint this in less than a day and it needs to look painterly because that's the style and now you're going to do that you would struggle because it wasn't what you were doing yeah but after a year of doing that you're not going to forget how to do the shit that you were doing before you're going to have a new skill set and then you combine that with the old skill set and now you're just way stronger than you were a year ago yeah if and it's um yeah if it's a focused um like really focused uh training where you're just like hey i'm trying this new thing i'm trying this 3d approach to things it might be it might feel like you're wasting time but if you're really focused and you're l really learning something out of it and by focused i mean yeah like again like coming back to what we what we've been talking about where you're just like, <laughs> dude, the size of that head was perfect. Fucking bullshit. My, my, every time I move slightly to the top, it just goes absolutely ape shit on me. I'm gonna smash something. So. Um, but I was saying, like, yeah, if like if you're putting effort and you and you're learning something, even if it sounds like it's a useless thing for now, it might actually be useful. So don't get discouraged. You know, I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't feel uh, that way. Um, Obviously, the the more time you focus on doing new things, the less time you you get to practice, uh, you know, everything else. So you have to be careful, like, not to go to the deep end where, like, shit, I'm gonna go into shaders, uh, even though I don't know how to model and stuff like that. So it might not be useful. Like, always trying to to approach it with this way. So let's say you're doing an art artwork and. You always find it like really difficult to work with the hard surface stuff, right? Like it's really difficult for you to render it. So will learning 3D and shaders and rendering help you to solve that issue? Yes, of course, because like if you're using 3ds Max or Fusion 360 or shit, even ZBrush, right? You can learn how to do hard surface designs really quickly. You can rotate those, render the way you like, add the lighting you, you, you like to it. Uh, and if you spend quality time learning those things, it, it, they will become a skill set and a tool that now you can f uh, fuel your artwork with, right? So if you're if you're bad at creatures and you always rely on um, on references and for whatever reasons you're running out of ideas, well, pick up ZBrush and start learning how to do creatures in ZBrush because th that might exactly be what you're looking for. Um, but like if you're if you suck at one thing and like I'm gonna learn how to play guitar instead. I, well, that's probably wasting time then. Um, yeah. Cool. I'll I'll go through one more question because we're really like over time and and we'll wrap on that. I know we haven't uh, touched on all the questions, but we're really trying, really trying. Uh, what method? Uh, actually, we kind of answered this. Uh, let's let's get a quick and easy one. Do you recommend making your own website or having an art station? Um, I think. An art these days having an art station is probably enough, but it's nice to have a website just for to, for professionalism. It looks more professional to have a website than have an art station. Art yeah. station looks pretty good. I will say that. 
they've launched this pro where you can actually attach uh, your domain, I think, and it has like a portfolio site. It looks actually like portfolio. It's like a Squarespace minus all the customization. Yeah. Just have a couple of templates. It's it's gonna work. It's as long as it's clear and easy to click and see your artwork and the site doesn't look like absolute garbage, it's gonna work. So yeah, I would say nice. ArtStation is good to start. Then maybe get like Squarespace if you want to have more more uh, to say on how the design is gonna look like, more customization, maybe different colors. Then go with Squarespace. But it's up to you. You can you can also you know design your own site, but. Unless you're really good at it, uh, you know, I would say don't do it. Yeah, Focus that gonna, time on painting or something. If you're gonna do not, a, if you're gonna do a bad job, like if it's not gonna look good, if it's gonna look crappy, then I'd say it's worse to have a bad looking site than it is to just have an art yeah. station. But if you want to make a cool site and you spend a little bit of time how to learn Squarespace, which is what I did, my site's not the best looking thing in the world, but it's clean. It reads real. It's clean and it's really easy to use and it's really efficient because Squarespace is pretty good. And that was all I wanted: something simple that reads clean and that. But but yeah, if not, if you don't want to do that, then don't yeah. make don't make a crappy site. Make just use ArtStation at that point. I agree. I agree, dude. All right. Um... Guys, sorry if we didn't answer all the questions, but you know it's gonna be time to wrap it up. I have a lot of work to do as well. I'm pretty sure you you as well. You're gonna, oh, you know. I got some recording to do tonight. You know what I'm saying, baby? Uh, do I know what you're saying? I think I know what you're saying. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be just dropping the microphone tonight. Dude. Oh shit! You know it makes me really excited. <laughs> really excited. Nice. Um, one thing I wanted to say before we wrap it up, I mean, uh, peeps, if you really like what we're doing here with the Art Cafe and shit, just, um, yeah, I mean, we started uh, Patreon. Uh, you can go to www.patreon.com slash TV and uh, support what we're doing. Uh, there is a goal, specific goal that we have, um, Andrew, I'm planning to have him more often on our uh, live streams, uh, and uh, we plan to have more guests. We also plan to do some face-to-face -face interviews, which is coming up soon. Uh, as for now, we're just investing our own uh, resources for this. You can see this fucking amazing mic right here, uh, and you know you can see we're trying to add the quality. Any help helps. Uh, you don't have to do it. I will continue doing doing that anyways. Um, because I'm really passionate about, you know, talking with great people and sharing the knowledge. Um, but yeah, just wanted to get it out there and uh, yeah. If you don't want to do show it, some the love. goal is the goal is seven hundred thousand dollars, and you can deposit that into my bank account. <laughs> I'll, I'll know exactly what to do. With the it. true, so the true reason, mine. the true reason I started a Patreon is because I really want to have that Bugatti, um, yeah, of but I cannot of afford it from my freelance. So. Yeah, you need, you need a, a cool 20 mil. <laughs> Anyways, guys. Um, thank you. Thank you for having me on, Mitchie. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Dude, though. you're always welcome. And, you know, you're going to be here. You're going to be back here anytime you want. Uh, if you want it, then you'll be here. Uh, let's wrap it up. Next week, we have Bruce Straley. And, dude, I'm super excited about that. because Oh, Bruce. Bruce. <sighs> director from Last of Us and Uncharted 2. Yeah, if you want to have if you want to ask questions and and hear what the person that is behind the most awesome sauceness of Naughty Dog, then fucking don't miss it. Don't 
don't you dare missing it basically yeah you really you're gonna want to <laughs> listen to that one yep all right guys and uh thanks again i'll see you next week and uh peace out I'll talk to you soon man thank you cheers later <laughs>